Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and friends beyond the binary, it's time for the podcaster patrons who just sneezed before he hit record and would edit out a sneeze anyway. Thanks for uh, being uh, like, uh, curative, uh, and I hope I can help you. Uh, thanks, patrons, and it's time for the show. And tonight's episode of Sleep With Me is made possible by hard worker Carl W., and Chris Post, two posters in who edit episodes. Uh, Chris Post, two posters and also does our theme music. Jonathan Mann is on the lullabies. I'm at Dear Scooter on Twitter. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast, uh, wherever you consume it, so you have access to all our archives and you get updated when new episodes come out. And I want to thank our patrons uh, who support the show on a monthly basis and anybody else that supports the show through other means. Uh, listeners also have a Facebook group where they can support one another. And uh, I want to thank the moderators over there uh, facilitating that. Uh, Keith and Laura, uh, Stacy and Sarah, uh, Julie and Jennifer. And uh, let's get on with the show. Uh, Hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do it with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to attempt to do is create a place, a safe place, or a place where you feel safe and where you can relax, where you can take a few deep breaths or, you know, whatever. Actually, you could take whatever breaths you want, to be honest. Uh, I kind of take, when somebody takes takes me, someone tells me to take a deep breath, I imagine myself taking a deep one. But I kind of prefer like a more, like a shallow wave-like. So maybe it is deep. Uh, watch this, watch this, listeners. Couldn't hear it. I also I do silent breaths on this podcast, but uh, a relaxing breath. Uh, however, whatever that, however you define that. Yeah, I'm just taking a couple relaxing breaths here as I try to create a safe place where you can set aside whatever's keeping you awake, whether it's uh, thoughts, uh, feelings. Uh, people t- telling you how to breathe—that definitely keeps me. They say, well, "What? When did it all go wrong?" I think it has to do with the fact I don't use my uh, that thingamajig, the diaphragm, for breathing. They say all my problems would be gone if I could just listen to all the advice I'm getting about my breath. And when people tell me to stop rolling my eyes, into uh, hint, hint, hint. Anyway. I'm going to uh, try to create a safe place where you can set aside whatever's keeping you awake. Your thoughts, feelings, physical sensations, anything, really. It could be something baffling or wake-ups in the middle of the night or changes in your work schedule where you're sleeping during the day or partners in and out of town, you know, life stuff. Whatever it is, I'm, I want to help. And the way I'm going to help is I'm going to send my voice across the deep, dark night. I'm going to use lulling, soothing, creaky dulcet tones, pointless meanders, uh, tangents. I'll be going on more than a few tangents. Uh, off topic, I'll be like bobbling topics. And I, I think I've talked about bobbling bobbles before, but I'll also be bobbling topics in words. Uh, but yeah, oh, those are the kind of methods I use. I also wear a, a meander wear. Under my clothing, sometimes I just wear it around the house. Some people call it loungewear. I've taken loungewear. Well, this is all on. Really, I just have. I don't have me underwear yet. It's on the on the uh, chalk. What do they call that? The uh, where you the design board. I don't know what it's called because I don't have one. But when I do, I'm going to say, okay, let's infuse. Can we infuse that with magnetism? And also, I saw those ads with copper. Also, at the airport, the wa- some of the water things say they have copper, and it does stuff. So let's get some of that in there. Uh, silver, too, because that makes it smell better, I heard. And uh, it's got to be comfy and cozy. Okay, you're telling me it's not possible? Well, I'll tell you what. Maybe your paycheck's not possible. I, I need I need a – it has to be – Oh, this is, I'm talking to myself. Okay, let me get back to the new listeners. If you're new here, I do wear meanderwear. I just call it, I call my underoos uh, meanderwear. And uh, yeah, there are still a few places you can get adult underoos. Underoos are, uh, uh, I guess they're just uh, uh, like, uh, I guess it's just regular underwear. 
but with prints of your, you know, stuff, you, you, it's more like fan under fan of fan fanroos. Okay. Where was I? So if you're new here, here's what to expect. Structurally, the show starts with four minutes of business. And that's one of the ways we keep uh, all of the archives for 650 episodes and keep the show going. If you're new, it's not important. If you're a regular listener, pretty important. Thanks for listening to that first before you, uh, you know, got it turned out to whatever, you know. And so that's the start of the show. Then there's an intro. Intros are around 12 minutes of me rambling, explaining the concept of the podcast, kind of bobbling topics about how the podcast works. And it's a great way to get ready for bed. You could even put it on while you're brushing your teeth or, bomb, you know, put, putting on moisturizer. I know that's a big thing. Uh, and, it, like, uh, sometimes I put bomb on. Uh, bomb your elbows. Do yourself a favor. Try that every once in a while. It's great. When I remember it every, every uh, biannually. And you say something. Say, hey, yeah, elbows, here you go. Uh Keep, I'm keeping you from being, being like, uh, you know, keep giving you some attention. Um, oh, what was I talking? Oh, so the intros are about 12 minutes of me trying to explain what the podcast is. But yeah, it's a warm up or a cool down, an introduction. Uh, a few people skip it. Uh, most people listen to it, and uh, you know, in, in, as you as you wind down, I guess. Uh, so th- that's the intro. A show within a show. I thought I was going to talk about something, and then I, I like, I got, because once I tried to design the uh, me, me underwear, what is it called? Me underwear. Me underwear is me underwear. That's, I think, I, I haven't said that in, in like 50 or 100 episodes. Uh, so that's, uh, okay, so that's the structure show, the, the intro. Then there's a little business, uh, uh, then we, there's a story portion. And then there's some thank yous at the end. Uh, so all told, the show is about an hour. But even though it's an hour long, you don't really need to listen. You, it's optional. It's at, at your leisure. You can listen. You can partially listen. You know, you, di- you dial it in however you like. You could listen for one minute and not pay attention for another minute, then not listen to me, then ignore me, then listen to me, uh, then say, poor scoots. And then maybe say, well, let me touch my elbow here. I bet you t- maybe you did touch your elbow earlier. If not, go ahead, put your hand on your elbow and say, hmm, I haven't felt you lately, uh, elbow. Scoots has been giving his uh, different body parts a little attention. You go ahead, switch to your other elbow. I have it resting in my palm, in the palm of my hand. I got an elbow. In my, I think that was one of my favorite uh Americana songs. I got an elbow in my hand. Uh, I think that was it. That was in the uh, Emmett Otter uh, uh, in the Jug Band, uh, not their Christmas album. That was a big. It didn't go anywhere, and you can't even really get it anymore. It was that one was just uh, Emmett Otter and the Jug Band. Uh, learn about their bodies or something. Turns out, I guess Otters don't have uh, elbows. Uh, but they didn't write it. I think that might have been Hank Williams who wrote that song for the Emmett Otter Jug Band. Uh, but that's a classic. Uh, go ahead, you know, go ahead and think about it. Oh, oh who's Emmett Otter? A famous uh, uh, player in a jug band. I think he played Washboard. His mother has beautiful voice and his friend was in, also in the jug band and then eventually they grew out that, that's uh, one day that'll be another story behind the music uh, maybe we could do that like i'll look into that him and are in the jug band anyway new listeners oh what i was saying was you don't need to listen to me you, you're like you're kidding me scoots really your 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 mouth is flowing with mildly topics i would be interested in if there was an extra 14 hours in the day You'd say, hmm, I would wonder what's going on with Emmett Otter. Uh, or if you if you don't know, you say, I would wonder who Emmett the Otter is, but I can kind of picture an otter named Emmett playing the washboard and singing about a hand and elbow in his hand. It was mother maybe the one singing about an elbow in her hand. But I guess uh, you'll be more metaphorical because she'd be singing. Anyway, it's not important. 
a beautiful song though if you ever get the chance uh like just to imagine it like i do that it ex- exists in the world so you don't need to listen to me even though it's a sleep podcast so you're under no pressure to fall asleep i'll be bringing in the silly stuff uh, for about an hour to give you plenty of time to wind down and to drift off as you wish uh, i'll be here to keep you company I'll be here to be your boar friend, your boar bay, your boar cuz, your boar sib, your boar bestie. Uh, really your companion here in the deep dark night. To keep you company, as I may have already said, because there is a bit of repetitiveness to this show. And one of the reasons I do it is because I've been there. And I know how it feels, dreading bedtime or looking forward to it and, and, and needing it. And then saying, WTF, man, where, where's... Uh, like, that just happened to me last night. I, I was uh, really tired. I'm just dealing with this the, the, the tail end of the first week of daylight savings time. And I was lethargic from, like, 2 o'clock on. And I said, I cannot wait to go to bed. And I used to usually do my wind my own personal wind-down routine. But I cut it short. I didn't read fiction, the book I'm reading now. Uh, because I said I'm too tired. I'm gonna I'm gonna fall right to sleep. Uh, and this uh, I did. I thought it was a bird, but I think it was like some laughter off in the distance. And I turned out the light, and I got comfy. And I said, "Here it comes uh, straight off to dreamland." And then I moved around some more, and I said, "Here it comes uh, right into the arms of old, uh, the right into the cozy clutches of Emmett Otter and the Jug Band." Okay, let me move my pillow again. Okay, let me just take a breath. Yeah, maybe I maybe move my arm here, pull this blanket. Okay, that's it. I'm ready to go. Real super tired. Let's do this thing. Okay, nope. Uh, okay, well, let me try my side here. And then you know, then, then my brain kicks in and says, hey, you're not asleep. But by the way, I was thinking about this. Uh, they said, no, 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 please don't start talking well, I was just thinking, we got a few minutes here before he fall. No, no, we don't have a few minutes. I'm beat. I'm about to fall asleep. Oh, really? Anyway, so I don't know if that happens to you at bedtime or if it's something parallel or relatable. But I've been there as early as last, last night. Uh, and uh, so I can relate. And I, I truly believe you deserve a good night's sleep. And also the world deserves arrested you, the people in your life. Uh, or your yeah, uh, the people in your life—they uh, want you to be at your best. They want you to be rested, and the world's going to be a better place if you're out there flourishing. It'll be a better place to live in, and your life will be fuller. And uh, th- I mean, I don't know. That's just what I—I I truly believe. That's why I keep making the show, I keep putting the work in, is to help. And this is the only way I, I know how to help. So it doesn't work for everybody. This podcast is. Uh, it is different to, to, to be uh, to be concise. Uh, so give it a few listens. See if it works for you. It doesn't work for everybody, but everybody says that it does work for us. It's, hey, it took a few tries. And I'm here, uh, and I appreciate your time. Thank you for coming by. And like I said, I work very hard. I yearn and I strive to help you fall asleep. And if you could uh, listen for just a few minutes, uh, this is a couple of ways we uh, keep the show going. All right, so here we are talking about uh, Series 1, Episode 13, The Parting of the Ways. Uh, In that ways, the uh, app, uh, W-A-Z-E, W-A-Y-S, like our ways are parting. Uh, That's a great traffic app. uh, uh, so this is going to be the last uh, Doctor Who episode for a little while. I'm going to definitely go back. Uh, I haven't decided if I'm going to jump all the way to the most recent series or go to series two or season two and season whatever, 11, I think. Uh, but after this, we're going to do a couple different. We're going to do a short. We're going to do a run of a season of a series that's going to be a surprise. Uh and then we'll do some TNG episodes, a short run of TNG. And then we'll probably go back to Doctor Who. Because I don't know, I don't think the 2018 has any G- good Game of Thrones coming out. So we'll be parting ways with Doctor Who shortly. You know, unless there's some, like, uh, I, I think. 
At least that's what I'm planning on currently. Uh, so this episode starts with, and it's been wonderful. Uh, thank you, Doctor. Thank you, Rose, Mickey, uh, Jack. Sorry I judged you on that first episode. Now I'd like to be your best friend. But actually, I'd prefer it if you were best friends with the Doctor, because uh, just cooler. Uh, but, you know, maybe I'll catch up with do some Torchwood at some point. Um but yeah, it's been great. So th- this episode opens with a recap of Bad Wolf, uh, and then we see a big UFO, and uh, there's the Daleks, uh, Daleks in there. I see. I said it before I knew it. Uh, Daleks, Daleks, and they're telling Rose uh, to predict uh, uh, what the Doctor w- was going to do. The Doctor's actions. Uh, the Daleks are moving around. I'm like, oh boy, Doctor's coming. And Rose is like, I don't know. And anyways, it wouldn't even tell you. And they're saying, they're all like, uh, uh, predict, predict, predict. And then they say, oh, no, TARDIS is in flight detected. And then we see this TARDIS spinning through space. Uh, what does this say? Mary, Mary, Mari, Mrs. No Dice. Uh, but they say, hey, let's, uh, the Daleks say, take out that TARDIS, uh, you dudes. And do that. All the Daleks say, hey, there's comics on that TARDIS. Take it out. Uh, and Rose goes, that's not, you can't take the comics out of the TARDIS without taking the TARDIS out of the comics. Uh, and the Dalek says, you have predicted correctly. Uh, then we're on the TARDIS, or in the TARDIS. Uh, and Jack says, don't worry, the extrapolators are working. Four fake, frack, fire, the next trick gold. That's what my handwriting says. Uh, but he says, uh, oh, fully functioning force fields. Try to say that when you're drunk. Uh, and the doctor says, and for my next trick. Uh, and then the Dalek starts to appear on the, uh, no, then the TARDIS appears on the Dalek ship. Uh, we see Jack in an action mode. Uh, Rose's hair gets blown by the wind. Uh, and then she's surrounded by the Dalek, like it appears around her, but also around one of the Daleks. And Jack says, get down. Uh, and he says, hey, bye-bye, uh, Dalek, uh, the one Dalek. Uh, and the doctor and the ro- Rose give each other a giant hug. Uh, big, big hugs. Uh, like, uh, I could say more of an embrace. He, Rose goes, feels like I haven't seen you in years, uh. And the doctor goes, told you I'd come and get you. And Rose says, I never doubted it. And the doctor says, she said, I did. Uh, are you okay? Rose goes, yeah. And then the doctor says, oh, never been better. Uh, then Jack, he get, he's, he's like, hey, about a, how about a hug? And uh, uh, he, she goes, get over here. And he goes, I met the doctor. And uh, he, goes, he, goes, he goes, and they laugh. Hardy, har, har. He goes, welcome back. Rose goes, I never thought I'd see again. And he goes, well, I'm a one-shot wonder. That was that gun that took out the Dalek. Uh, and then they're outside. All the Daleks are surrounding around the TARDIS wondering what to do. And then the the Emperor says, uh, patience, my brethren. Uh, let's see what else I said. Chinwagging. That's coming up. Uh, clears uh, dirt off. the. Oh, Dr. Also, uh, Rose, uh, what did this? Somebody cleared off the justice off of somebody's jacket. I would say that was the dust. Rose cleaned the dust off the doctor's jacket. Uh, uh, then, what does this say? D, uh, uh, exposition. Oh, that's what that says. Exposition. Yeah, the doctor gets off, and he has to do some exposition for the Daleks and for Rose. Because uh, uh, he's going to say, well, how come they're extinct? Uh, and uh, Jack says, one minute they were there, then they're gone. And the doctor goes, yeah, they were off fighting the time war. And Jack goes, well, that was just a legend. This is on the Dal- uh, on the TARDIS, if actually. And Doctor goes, yeah. He goes, I thought they were all gone, along with all all the Time Lords, and I thought it was worth it. Now it turns out there's it wasn't worth it. Uh, and Rose goes, there's thousands, and we we could only stop one. What are we gonna do? And then the, that's when the Doctor says, let's just not sit around here chin wagon. Uh, human race, you'd gossip all day. Let's go meet the neighbors. He's in a chipper mood briefly. 
And Rose goes, you can't just go out there. And then old Dalek say, hey, let's take the doctor out in his comics. He's probably got comics in, uh, but uh, they're surrounded by the force field from the surfboard or whatever. The extrapolator. Uh, let's see. Nut pants force. I wonder what that means. Uh, Daleks talk. That's what my handwriting says. Uh, doctor goes out. Lots of Dalek. Uh, talk not pants force. Uh, fiend Dr. Stone. A chanting music in background. Uh, Twix Dalek Dalek eyes. I'll go through it, don't worry. They survived through me. Uh, Darkness reveals and music reaches new peaks. Uh, So Doctor comes out, hey, force field, null points. Uh, Jack says, it's not going to last forever. Doctor says, nice job, brilliant. Uh, Jack goes, sorry. And then the doctor, yeah, he brags on the, he goes, hey, you know what they call me on the Dalek homeland? The oncoming storm. He goes, they can see it in your eye cameras that uh, you're nervous. Uh, he goes, when, you make, when I make eye contact with you. He goes, anyway, how'd you get through the time war? And then that voice, uh, which is the Emperor Dalek, says, they survived through me. Which isn't that different than Creaky Dulcet Tones. And then, yeah, the darkness reveals this giant uh, robo-dalek, uh, just with a bigger, I think just with a bigger ride. He says, just pimp my ride. And the doctor looks up, Emperor of the Daleks, everybody, meet the Emperor of the Daleks. Uh, and the Daleks starts to go, yeah, you thought you beat us, actor, but uh, I got out of there, and my ship fall, fell through time. And the doctor goes, I get it, bro, but we got to move on. And three different Daleks say, do not interrupt, do not interrupt, do not interrupt. And the doctor goes, I think you're forgetting something. I'm the doctor. And I go, that's a, all I do is talk. Five billion languages and no one's going to um, stop me. And he kind of does like, uh, makes it like, uh, tries to do two for flinching on the Daleks. Uh, and then the doctor goes, okay, okie dokie, where, where, are, where were we? You take it from the top, uh, Emperor. And the Emperor tries to return to the dramatic thing. Deep in dark space, uh, rebuilt uh, through centuries, infiltrated Earth. You know, with the planet getting, like, uh, letting them develop comic books, but then planning on dispossessing them of comic books. Uh, and uh, he goes, yeah, he goes, I actually was the cause of comics and it will be the end of comics. Uh, oh, the irony. And the, the doctor says, so you created a, like a world of comic book lovers, uh, and you created a deep seat inside your Dalek army of comic book, like, uh, you know, self-flagellating comic love or something. He goes, so all your Daleks are comic book lovers. And they say, no, he, the, the emperor says, this is blasphemy. And then all the Daleks say, blasphemy, blasphemy, blasphemy. And the Emperor says, this is pure anti-comic. Uh, uh, he goes, these are kind of, no, this is pure uncomic book. Uh, he goes, this is just like D-A-R-E. He goes, return to the 80s. He starts talking about, you know, Reagan. I said, what, Reaganomics? I don't know what you're talking about. And uh, then the doctor is kind of stunned. He goes, when did Daleks have a belief system that had blasphemy in it? And the emperor says, I'm not the emperor. I'm the god of Daleks. Uh, Anti-comic book, uh, I'm an anti-anti-hero and hero. I'm anti, he goes, like, uh, he goes, you get it? Uh, And the doctor says, we're getting out of here. This is uh, not worth our time. He goes, you can't... uh, be, he goes, you can't be anti-anti, you can't be anti-anti-hero. I don't believe, uh, especially when it's a anti-anti-hero in a comic book. Uh, and uh, he goes, we'll see you later. And the emperor god says, you cannot leave my presence. And they say, yeah, yeah, we can. And then the Daleks says, stay there. And then they try to get rid of the doctor, but they just get on the ship, uh, uh, let's see what else this says here. If anyone should shut up, it's you. One in a billion. Make the call. Make the cut to half human. 
cultivated, blessed, Dalek. Uh, a doctor says, WTF belief system, worship him, worship him, worship him, the Daleks say. He says, we're going. Yeah, then every Dalek is talking at once, uh, doing a, some sort of chorus. Uh, but as the doctor closes the door, the uh, TARDIS, he puts his head on the wall of the door and kind of listens to the chorus talking. And I don't know if it's foreshadowing or what, but he doesn't. Uh, he's not happy about it. Uh, then, oh, I thought that said Soothe 5 or Soothe S, but it's Linda in Satellite 5. Uh, TARDIS floats in. The doctor gives out commands. He goes, all transmissions at full power. And they go, what are you going to do? Uh, and the doctor goes, uh, we're going to keep it. They can't, so they can't transmat on board. Uh, he goes, did you let an Earth know? And they said, yeah, they shut us off. Uh, the FCC took away our license because we weren't broadcasting game shows. And then the doctor sees the Linda with a Y. He says, what are you doing here? I thought everyone was getting out of here. And she goes, I didn't want to leave you. And the doctor and Linda make some serious eye contact. Uh, and he goes to, like, shake her hand. He's like, should we hug? or should? Maybe that's later. But they almost hug. They almost kiss. And Rose looks on the whole time. And they go, yeah, well, by the way, we got like 100 people on floor zero, including this guy, Roderick. Uh, and then they cut to Roderick. He says, I'm Roderick. I won. Where's my money? And he's totally like explainer. He's like, where is my money? I won the game. Uh, or like uh, technicality, you know, a comic book guy from Simpsons. Uh, by the way, I'm the best, you know. And then they say the fleet's on their way. The the one of the people from the control room, whose name I forgot. So then we see the um. Let's see. A uh, hundred people on floor zero. Roderick wants his money. Fleet is moving. A Dalek Gold Kiernan sends out the fleet. Uh, everybody says Dalek Dalek God. Uh, yeah, send out the fleets. Uh, doctor works. Oh, he doctor starts working with wires and stuff in a big fury. And he says, big mistake. He goes, they left us with one big antenna. And he goes, what, what do you think is going to happen if I change the signal and fold it back and sequence it? Anybody? And Jack is like, you got to be kidding me. And the doctor goes, give the man a medal. He goes, a delta wave. And then they exposition, the Van Kessadine energy. It'll get get rid of all the Daleks. And they go, there's our solution. And Linda goes, get to it. Uh, and the doctor goes, it'll take me three days. Uh, how long have we got? And they're like, 22 minutes uh, until the, you know, count, not counting commercials. And they say, oh, good gracious. Uh, uh, pulls the doctor, pulls out a cord, smiles, the shots of the fleet in the station. But then they have surfboards hooked up. Uh, uh, Jack shows off uh, the defense plan. Oh, this is all stuff coming up, or this is what a uh, uh, big... These are all the next uh, scenes. I guess they do a lot of cutting. Doctor calls Rose with shipping water. Well, yeah, so Jack explains the Delta wave. Jack explains them, hey, we're going to stay on floor 495 or 494, and we're going to lock them out of the lower floors because they're going to try to come up... Uh, and they, they're, he's like, we're going to be the, the the ones that stopped the Daleks. Uh, and they're like, there's five of us. And he goes, well, we'll try to get some volunteers. And then the doctor and Rose are alone, stripping wires. And uh, Jack and the crew go off. Uh, oh, this is when the Linda, Linda and the doctor say goodbye to each other awkwardly. And they almost kiss. And then they shake hands. And Rose is like, what in the heck is going on here? And Jack says, it's been fun, people. And then he says, I guess it's goodbye. He says this to Rose because Jack knows already. And Rose goes, it's going to be fine. The doctor's going to save us. And Jack puts Rose's hand in his face and he gives her a big kiss uh, on the lips. Uh, and he says, you're worth fighting for. And then this is where I really love this show. Jack gives the doctor a big kiss on the lips. And I mean holding both of them by both cheeks, if, cheeks to their face. Uh, 
And he says, I wish I never met you, doctor. And he says, uh, that was better off without you, kind of. Uh, and he gives him a nice kiss. And he says, I'll see you all in the double H-double-E hockey sticks or whatever, however you spell it. Uh, and Rosa goes, it's going to be fine. Yeah, then we go through more uh, scenes of Jack asking for volunteers. Uh, and uh, Rose, uh, I guess, oh, this is when Rose sees them kissing and almost kissing goodbye. Uh, good, serious kisses from Jack. See ya. He's going to be okay, right? And then Jack, Jack's on floors, double zero, triple zero, asking for volunteers with, with gusto. And I wonder if you could guess who Roderick voted for, because he says there's no such thing as Daleks. He's a flat earther. But he's using all sorts of hashtags. He says there's no Daleks anywhere. It's a made up. Uh, and Roderick, uh, uh, I think Jack says, uh, uh, be quiet, dude. And keep quiet down here. And he gets one volunteer. He goes, well, by the way, you're going to find out the Daleks are real in a minute. So just be quiet. And then he says, let's go. Uh, then we see the ships. Uh, and we see the doctor and Rose working. And uh, something about Marbella. Uh, oh, the doctor and Rose are just talking. And she goes, why don't you just go take the TARDIS and stop them, uh, go back in time? And the doctor goes, I can't get in the middle of, you can't go back in time and get mixed in the events. I'd be stuck in the timeline. And Rose goes, yeah, I thought that. But the doctor goes, there is one thing the TARDIS could do. It could take us away, the two of us. Uh, we could leave and uh, we could go to Marbella in, in 1989. And Rose says, yeah, but you'd never do that. And the doctor goes, no, but I'd do it if you asked me. Uh, but he knows Rose is so brave. He says, well, you wouldn't even think of that. Uh, and Rose goes, yeah, it's, it's you know, I'm, on, I'm just like you, doctor. I'm on mission. I'm on point. And, you know, the doctor, you know, they have another long look at each other. Uh, you're go going on Russia. What does that say? Piano music as they talk. Uh, so that was during their talk there. How long is it that bad? The doctor's like, how long till the Delta Waiver? Somebody says that. Uh, and uh, they say, is that going to be that bad? Uh, oh, the doctor says the Delta Wave is going to take forever. And Rose goes, that's not good. And then the doctor goes, oh, man. And then he goes, Rose, you're a genius. Uh, he goes, I got an idea. He goes, we could have the TARDIS cross the timeline and, and mix everything up. Uh, and Rose goes, uh, okay, go in the TARDIS and uh, hold a lever, hold that lever down. And she says, why? Uh, and he goes, it's going to cancel the buffers. Just trust me. Keep holding that. He goes, I got to go. I got to get off and power the game station. And she goes, uh, okay. Uh, and then he gets off the TARDIS, uh, but he shuts the door. And then he turns around and he looks long and uh, longingly, a really long look uh, back at the TARDIS. And he raises his sonic screwdriver in that classic, uh, like, point of view doctor pose. And he sends it off. Uh, he sends Rose and the TARDIS off. She says, Doctor, what's happening? I can't, can I take my hand off? The TARDIS is leaving. And he keeps pointing the sonic screwdriver. And Rose tries to open the door, but she's gone. Uh, the doctor just has a determined look on his face. Like a very, very just prime time acting. And then the doctor is breakfast for Rose on the TARDIS. Uh, very process Leia. Oh, very Princess Leia. He has like a, a doctor broadcast, a holocast. And he says, this is uh, the uh, special program, Rose. Uh, once this is activated, it means, uh, he goes, uh, it's, it, things aren't so hot. Uh, and I hope it, it was nice, uh, but I promise to look after you. And that's what I'm doing. The TARDIS is taking you home.
And Rose Rose goes, no way. And he goes, yeah, I bet you're putting up a big fuss. Uh, but hold on and listen. The TARDIS can't, can never return. He goes, I can't let it fall into enemy hands. Uh, so I think you should just let the TARDIS uh, move out its retirement and let it gather dust. No one will be able to open it. It'll just be a strange thing on the streets. And the world will be left behind. Within the, uh, what do you call it, the, the uh, hall of it, makes cont- eye contact with Rose. Uh, and he says, have a good life, Rose Tyler. Do that for me. Have a fantastic life. And Rose, then it goes off. Rose is, you know, not happy. She, like, uh, starts kicking the TARDIS uh, and says, take me back. Uh, tries to control it. Comes out, uh, comes out in her hood. What does that mean? Tries to get the TARDIS substantiated by banding on him. Uh, oh, by banging on it. Tries to get started by banging on it. Then she leaves, uh, and Mickey comes running, uh, from Clifton Parade. And he says, I heard it all the way down at Clifton Parade. Uh, only thing that makes a noise like that. Uh, and at the end, he looks at her. Oh, have a good life. This is, oh, very Princess Leia. We already covered that. Uh, Rose cries as her and Mickey hug. Yeah, then Jack is getting uh, is on the ship. He says, hey, Rose, I got to talk to you. And then the doctor goes, Rose ain't here. And he goes, what she, you, he goes, she's using the restroom. He goes, I need the codes. Oh, he just calls. Uh, and the doctor goes, she's not here, I mean, at all. And Jack goes, what do you mean? And he goes, get to work. Uh, and Jack goes, oh, you sent her home. And he goes, okay, I get, I get what that means. Uh, he goes, what about that Delta wave? And then the, the Emperor God Dalek says, uh, tell him the truth, Doctor. He goes, the only way to work the Delta wave is to uh, wipe out all the comic books that have ever existed, you know, which will... Uh, you know, make your heart sad if you've ever loved a comic book all across the universe, not just with Daleks, with everybody. And he goes, the only way to save comics is to to get rid of comics. Oh, the irony. Because since they've implanted a love of Daleks deep with or comics deeper than the Daleks, uh, you know, their hearts will be a little sad. And Jack goes, I'm not sure if I cover that, but... Uh, and it goes, well, the doctor's going to get rid of all the comic books, right, doctor? So does that make you a comic fan or a comic book uh, disliker? And the doctor goes, somewhere out there, there's a comic book artist uh, that'll start the next day. He goes, but I can't let the Daleks, uh, I can't, I got to stop the Daleks when I can. I'm a time lord, yo. And he goes, you, do you understand, right, Jack? Uh he goes, we had, we had, he goes, what would you do? And Jack goes, maybe Rose is a comic book artist, doctor. You sent her home, get to work. Uh, and the emperor God says, what do you kind of comic book fan are you, Jack? And Jack goes, the best kind, the kind that believes in the doctor. And I think the Dalek says, does not compute. But the doctor goes, tell me, God of Daleks, uh, what's up with that bad wolf that's been everywhere? Uh, guiding everything. How'd you pull that off? Uh, is that a comic book? And the Dalek says, uh, what? Uh, never heard of it. And the doctor says, don't play coy. And the uh, emperor says, uh, don't, no, no, seriously, I don't know what you're talking about. This is the truth of God. And the doctor says, well, you know, he says he does another WTF. He looks at the bad wolf sign and says, that's strange. Uh, then we see some rotisserie chicken. Uh, then we see some rotisserie chicken, and Jackie's trying to be, like, the voice of reason. Yeah, first her and Mickey are just talking about pizza. And she, she, she go, Mickey goes, there's no pizza place. Jackie goes, what do they serve? He goes, pizza. And she goes, do they deliver? And he goes, yeah. And he goes, Rose, eat. She goes, Rose, eat something. This is what's best. Uh, it's good. There's nothing you can do about it. And the di- Rose goes, yeah, I can. And Jack goes, it's a different time, 2,000 years from now. It's not, not going to happen for 2,000 years. And Rose goes, no, it's happening right now. I understand uh, time and space again. And Jackie goes, he, just, he did what's best, and he did what I wanted, so I'm happy. 
And Rose goes, how can I just go back to, uh, like, taking the bus and eating pizza and going to bed? And Mickey goes, is there something wrong with just eating pizza? And Rose goes, well, Mickey goes, what do you think, you're better than us? And she goes, not like that, but, uh, yeah. She goes, it's not about the traveling and uh, seeing space and stuff. It's like uh, a doctor showed me a new way of living life. I guess it was a better way. And she goes, you know it, Mickey, because you lived it. Uh, she goes, that you don't give up, that you don't let just things happen. You make a stand. You say no. You have the guts to do what's right, right when everyone else runs away. And something about rice, maybe. And it just can't. Uh, let's see. What else? Uh, oh, mom's moon, crescent moon earrings. I love Jackie's crescent moon earrings. Uh and yeah, Jay, uh, Rose doesn't want to go back. A better way of living life. And Rose runs out. Uh, uh, then Jack uh, makes Linda his eyes and his ears. He says, Linda, you're going to watch this uh, column. He goes, uh, don't worry about the door. It'll keep him out, uh, probably. And he goes, just tell me when the fleet arrives. Or something. Or where they are on the ship. Uh and then they had the, the one of the people from the commander or uh, whatever says, yeah, the fleet's here. And Jack goes, this is it, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, friends behind the binary trees and multiforms. And then we see the uh, all the Daleks coming. Uh, let's see, the fleet arrives, uh, Daleks out and swarm. There's like, they're mo- some are moving in a swarm pattern and some are moving in like ones, which I said, well, that's interesting. And then Mickey's alone with Rose. He says, what about a proper life? I said, oh, boy, don't start this proper life talk. Uh, because you can't spend your life dreaming about the doctor, you know, when you get this. I mean, Mickey is kind of dreamy. He's, he's got a haircut, a sweet jacket. He's uh, likable, uh, handsome, I would say. Uh, so he's got a nice yellow T-shirt on. I mean, he definitely got a haircut for this episode, so he looks, you know, clean and fresh. But he goes, you got to live your own life, Rose. Uh, uh, life like he, he was a, you know, a grifter. So once you start, you could have that life with me. Hintity, hint, hint, hint. Uh, and then we see a giant bad wolf and chalk, uh, a giant chalk writing a bad wolf. Then the old spray painted bad wolves. So Rose is looking at that. And Rose goes, look at that, look at that. Uh, and Mickey goes, it's been there for years. It's just words. Uh, Rose is like, no, no, no. I thought it was a warning, but maybe it's a message. Uh, the same words uh, all the way now until 200,000 years in the future. It's a link. Uh, bad wolf here, bad wolf there. And Mickey goes, well, what do you think it means? And she goes, it means I can get back to help the doctor is what it means, yo. Uh, then Jack is back in the ship pumping all the um, resistance up. Uh, uh, he says, everybody get ready and follow my orders. Uh, uh, then Linda says, they're on the ship, just like you said, Jack. And then the doctor's working. A lot of cuts. Uh, you know, Dalek's flying. Uh, then the TARDIS, Rose is hooking up a chain to the TARDIS, and Mickey's trying to drive it. Uh, or maybe that didn't happen yet, but he goes, she goes, I got to get this TARDIS thing open. It's got that magic uh, light in there. And the TARDIS is telepathic. It knows that it's just putting up some resistance. Uh, uh, and then we even see a flashback to the light. Uh, she goes, if I can open it, I can talk directly to the TARDIS and I can move it. Uh, Mickey goes, Rose, if you go back, it's going to be risky. And Rose goes, Mickey, I'm all I'm all about that risk. You don't, don't you know, haven't you watched this season? She goes, I'm a heroine for sure. And she goes, I got a good heroines go and heroine, you know, hey, do positive things. Uh, so that's what I got to do. There's nothing for me here. And Mickey gets it. He goes, nothing, huh? Not even a young lad with a haircut. Uh, who airs his trainers out on the roof, uh, has a sweet coat. And she goes, nope, nothing. And Mickey goes, okay, well, I might as well help you then. 
Yeah, then we have more cuts of the daily Dalek getting on the ship. Jack saying, get some lasers on that. The lasers don't work. Uh, power's out. Uh, uh, people will say, hey, Jack, this, your plan's not working. Uh, then we see Mickey trying to um, open. The, he's got a Mini Cooper. What does it say? Internal lasers offline. Yeah. Yeah, matrix of the Daleks, yeah, and they say they say your net plan's not working. Mickey's Mini Cooper has front wheel drive. He tries to pull the uh, thing open, and there's a lot of steam or whatever. He's burning rubber, yeah, but it doesn't work. Rose uh, kicks the TARDIS. Uh, then we're on four four ninety five, uh, and Jack's like, I love four ninety five, and the android takes out one TARDIS, and then, or I mean Dalek, and then she gets taken out, and everybody's like, oh boy, that's not good, because then there's uh, plenty more Daleks, uh, but she does say, you are the weakest link, goodbye, uh, and uh, I mean, it's just like a little, I think it was just a little relief, you know, because then we. Uh, they say, go on to the next level. And then Linda says, they're going up. No, wait, they're going down. They're going everywhere, yeah, up and down. And then the Daleks land on floor zero. They say, hey, did you all doubt that there was Daleks? Uh, uh, you can't. You don't exist. That's what Rod- Rod- Roderick says. Uh, I'm a winner. Uh, and they say, no, you're not. Uh, you are You are the weakest link. Uh and Linda does not like any of this. Uh, who would? And we see Rose sitting in a chair. She's staring off, uh, but Jackie's on the TARDIS with her, trying to talk reason. And by talk reason, I say, you know, she says, it's never going to work, sweetheart. Uh, you know, your dreams are too big. Uh, your doctor wants you here, eating pizza with me and Mickey, or Mickey and I. And she goes, lock the door. And Rose goes, I can't give up, neither would Dad. Jackie goes, what are, you, what are you talking about? And she goes, your dad was a, totally a quitter. And she goes, yeah, dad's not, wasn't a quitter. I actually met him. And Jackie goes, no, you didn't. She goes, yes, I did. And then there's tears. She goes, yeah, I did. Really, Mom, I was there. Uh, the day with the birds and the wedding. And uh, you saw me. And so then there's lots of tears. Uh and they say, you know, uh, you saw, you know, and Jackie goes, okay. And she goes, you know, the doctor brought me back to say goodbye. That's how good a person doctor is. And there's piano. That's a piano music moment. I mean, who would doubt that, you know? And Jackie runs off of the TARDIS. Uh, then we see, let's see, space, uh, we see uh, the UFOs going to Earth, and they say, Earth out. That's what Linda says. Earth is out. All comics on Earth are uh, gone. And then the Big Daddy Dalek says, uh, this is pet pet tricking. Let's see. Uh, oh, he goes, this is perfection. Heaven on Earth. No comics on Earth at all. Uh, then Jack shows up in 499. He goes, this is it. Uh, like uh, Custer's last stand. Uh, he goes, this is totally going to work. Uh, and so then the guy from the control room finally asks his coworker out. And she goes, dude, what the heck? Uh, uh, by the way, I'm not into you, but you asking me out for a drink now. Uh, uh, we're, we're about to deal with Daleks and the end of all the comic books. And they uh, they kind of have a laugh because they're saying it in jest, kind of, uh, you know, humor to... Uh, then we see Mickey and Rose, and Rose is like, I still want to try something, but I don't know what we're going to do. And Mickey goes, we need something bigger. And then Jackie rolls up, because uh, even Mickey's like, you're not going to quit. We're going to do this. Uh, and then Jackie pulls up in a tow truck. She's like, I only got it to till 6 p.m. And uh, Rose goes, how? He goes, she goes, Rodrigo owed me a favor, so get on with it. Yeah, then we're back on floor 499. The Daleks show up. Uh, we see the doctor's still working. Uh, we see a showdown uh, uh, on floor 499. They say, this isn't working. And they say, you got to get rid of the eye stocks. Uh, 
And the, the one Dalek says, my vision is impaired. That's uh, the best a human can do. I won't be able to see any comics when I get rid of them. Uh, then we see Linda with a Y. She gets detected. By, they say, hey, we detected you, the Daleks. Uh, the doctor says, you got meteorite protection, so don't worry. And the Daleks say, hey, never mind. We'll come through the window uh, and visit you. And blink, blink, uh, that's it for that. Uh, then we see Jack on the run. He's kind of full of drama and flair. And he says, come on, doctor, finish that thing. Then we see a big tow truck moment. Uh, and this one, you got to read the dialogue. Holy subtext. Uh, I didn't even realize it until like the third time I watched it. Uh, I'll just read through it in a slow uh, way. Uh, but you could obviously, uh, and this is funny because Jackie's there. And Mickey's there, and Rose is there. So I kind of like pictured it like Jackie's kind of a, like a, like a, like not a, she's like an instructor for Rose and Mickey. Yeah, so it goes, Rose says, keep going. And Jackie says, put your foot down. And then Rose says, faster. And then Jackie says, give it some more, Mickey. And Mickey's really working hard uh, with the tow truck. Uh, like, uh, giving it all he has. And then Rose says, keep going. Uh, these are all his exclamation points. And then Jackie says, come on, come on. And then even more, uh, Mickey's putting in even more effort. Uh, and then Rose says, keep going, exclamation point. And then Jackie says, give it some more, uh, exclamation point. And I said, oh, I, I really, like I said, am I like, uh, did I just, uh, get covered in a sheen of sweat instantly. Uh, but it works. Mickey's like making all sorts of faces clearly. Uh, then there's a breeze and then there's a bright light with the TARDIS. At least the TARDIS got there. Cause the TARDIS, uh, opens up a bright light. Uh, Rose looks into the bright light. Yeah. Uh, she stares into it. Uh, TARDIS starts moving. Yeah. She gets enveloped in wind uh, light goes into her eyes. She gets TARDIS vision, like double, just like double vision, but TARDIS vision. And then the TARDIS uh, heads off. Uh, then Jack, uh, let's see what happens with Jack. Uh, Mickey and uh, Rose are, I mean, Mickey and Jack are like, what? Yeah, then Jack is, is in the middle of his last stand, and they say, they, the Daleks have him. They say, we consider you a comic book character, actually. So, we, you know, obviously, and he says, well, I kind of figured that. And uh, they, like, say, well, we're, you know, they send him to the comic book uh, heap, I guess. Uh, and then the doctor's like, hey, it's ready. And then he gets surrounded by Daleks. And the doctor's like, I'm going to do the Delta Wave. Uh, you really want to test me? And the Emperor's like, you're going to get rid of all the uh, comics in the world. Just uh, That's really the great doctor. Comic, get get a ridder. And the um, big the Emperor Doc says, what are you, doctor? Anti-comics or uh, saving comics? Uh, and how are you going to do it? And then the doctor says, uh, I guess I'm for comics, even if that makes me anti-comics. And the Emperor Dalek says, uh, yep, uh, Nice job. Uh, you know, he's not nice, this Emperor Dalek. And the doctor says, what about me? And he says, you're a heathen. You're a comic book. You're a hero and an anti-hero. Uh, so we're going to get, you know, we're going to put you with all the comic books, uh, which is nowhere. And there's like choir music this whole time. Uh, very, what does it say? Prive-like. Uh, I don't know what that means. Priv-like. Uh, Rune-like? I don't know. But then we hear the TARDIS uh, is a doctor, like, uh, he says, maybe it's time. The TARDIS sounds start, then the TARDIS starts to materialize. And the Emperor says, you're not going to run. And then, like, uh, Super Rose, actual superhero, I mean, a heroine or whatever, she steps out, like, half TARDIS, half Rose. Uh, glow Pro Power. And the doctor's like, what? Uh, and uh, the uh, uh, doctor says, what have you done? And Rose goes, uh, I looked into the TARDIS, and the TARDIS looked into me. 
And he goes, it's a time vortex. You can't look in there. And the emperor Dalek says, this is an abomination. And Rose goes, she starts like, uh, they, oh, they all try to, uh, like get rid of her or whatever. And she just does like, uh, what's his name? A Neo style move. And Rose goes, I'm, I'm the bad wolf. I create myself. I take the words and scatter them in time and space. Uh, and send myself a message, and she sends the letters of Bad Wolf off. And uh, she goes, uh, oh, and then the doctor says, Rose, you can't save everything. You know, it's too high a cost. Uh, and she's just ignoring him. He says, you're all vortex. And Rose goes, I'm here to keep you safe, doctor. Uh, protect you from the false god, my doctor. And the emperor doc says, you can't mess with me. I'm immortal. And Rose just goes, yeah. You're tiny. I see all of time and space, every single atom. And now I'm going to divide the atoms uh, straight into dust. And then she turns all the Daleks into dust. Uh, she goes, time war is over, by the way. That's it. Uh, the big daddy Dalek clearly is not happy about any of this before turning to dust. And uh, then Rose, uh, after victory, she's like, the actor's like, Rose, you got to let the power go. You've done it. And, you know, this is kind of like your Jean Grey situation. Uh, Rose goes, how can I let this power go? I, you know, and I have all of life. And he goes, no, it's not. He goes, you can't just control all this stuff. Uh, and she goes, but I can. The sun, the moon, the day, the night, uh. And the doctor says, too much power. And she goes, I can see everything. And her face is golden but tear-streaked. She goes, all that was, all that is, all that ever could be. And she brings Jack back from the comic book land. And the doctor goes, that's what I see all the time. Uh, All that was, all that ever could be. He goes, doesn't that drive you? He goes, really, it weighs on you. Rose goes, yeah, I have a headache, actually. Yeah, and then he says, here, give me a hug. Uh, and Rose goes, she, she goes, my head, the doctor says, come here. She goes, it's kidding me. And the doctor goes, I think you need a doctor. And I thought that was like, uh, I don't know how she says, she said, I have a headache. And then the doctor says, come here, you. And he goes, I think you need a doctor. But it was cute. And then he holds her and she kind of t- falls asleep. Yeah, there's more of this chanting music, like, oh, 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 you know, kind and he lies her down in the TARDIS. Or no, he lies her down. He takes her TARDIS eyes uh, from her. Yeah, and then the power goes back into the TARDIS. Uh, so he takes the power out of her and then sends it back into the TARDIS or something. Uh, Jack wakes up and wanders around. Uh, let's see. Uh, TARDIS starts moving again. Yeah, and the do- doctor and Rose are on the TARDIS. Uh, and Rose is waking up, uh, yeah, like, uh, she's like, the doctor's checking on her. She wakes up. Oh, then Jack wakes up, uh, uh, dust, he, Jack, when he wakes up, he touches tar- the dust, uh, from the, uh, Daleks, the Dalek dust, uh, yeah, breathes, WTF, what is this, uh. The uh, doctor drives, uh, and Rose wakes up, uh, something like that. So something happens. Like Rose wakes up in the TARDIS. The doctor's breathing, of course. Uh, and Rose goes, what happened? The doctor goes, don't you remember? And Rose goes, I heard some chanting, like singing. And he goes, yeah, sang, sang a song, and, and the Daleks ran away. And Rose goes, no, I was at home, and then I was in the TARDIS. I can't remember. And the doctor goes, huh. And he kind of looks at her. And Rose is like, I think the doctor kissed her. Was that before or after? Doctor catches. No, I think it's still coming. Uh, a big daft. Uh, doctor drives Rose. Maybe he kissed her to take away her power. But he gave her, at some point, he gave her a big kiss. It's kind of anticlimactic. But uh, I guess like uh, maybe... Yeah, when she when he says, I think you need a doctor, he gives her actually a real kiss, a full, loving, uh, passionate kiss. But then Rose doesn't remember it. Uh, or, you know, she says, what I don't, I don't recall. And the doctor's uneasy. Then he's like, hey, Rose, uh, we're going to go to Barcelona. Not the city of Barcelona, the planet. You're going to love it. They got dogs with no noses. 
And he goes, this is going to be fantastic. And then he looks at his hand, which is still glowing. And he goes, how many times can you tell that joke in a day? And it's uh, still funny. And uh, then something weird happens. And because the doctor's like, no, Russell says, you're talking nonsense, dude. And uh, the doctor says, oh, it's tummy ache. Uh, and uh, he says, she's, she's, uh, he goes, I may never make sense again. And he goes, oh, yeah, tummy ache from TARDIS power. And Rose goes, doctor, he goes, you can't get close to me. I'm full of TARDIS, uh, full of TARDIS light. And she goes, what's going on? He goes, I'm full of time vortex. Uh, and no one's meant to do that. He goes, it's uh, uh, doctor, doctor overwhelm. I need, I need to, uh, uh, D-time Lord and Retime Lord. And he goes, it's this little ch- trick, but it means I'm going to change. And Rose goes, what? Uh, and he goes, and I'm not going to be able to see you again. Not like this, not with this daft old face. And he goes, before I go, and Rose goes, you're not going anywhere. Don't say that. And the doctor goes, Rose. And he gives her this big smile. He goes, before I, w- wanna, I go, I want to tell you, you were fantastic. Uh, and he grins and grins. He goes, absolutely fantastic. And he goes, and you know what? Uh, I mean, Rose is like uh, still upset, clearly, but also kind of like, what's happening? And the actress says, you know what? I was fan- so was I. And, and then it's a full TARDIS blast uh, for the doctor. And he, not only is he like uh, full of TARDIS power, it washes the old doctor away. Like, kind of like, a, what do you call that? Uh, like apricot scrub or something. And as he's uh, like, uh, like maybe putting on one of those uh, volcanic masks uh, or uh, avocado mask or something, and, but it changes even his hair. All of a sudden, his hair becomes this really full, stylish head of hair. Which I was like, man, that is like, uh, like, like Adam Scott level hair. And then his face changes, and it's like this young, young doctor. I think, I, I, I don't know, I don't know my doctors for my dancing, but uh, he looks good. And he says, uh, and then a new doctor's there, and he says, hello, okay. And he kind of feels his, himself, uh, the doctor, and he goes, hmm, new teeth, that's weird. So he goes, what was I talking about, Barcelona? And Rose is kind of staring at him like, holy, this is beyond, I don't even know, like, uh, this isn't a W. She goes, I don't know what to TF this because it's not a WTF. It's beyond that. Uh, and he gives a big smile, and the episode and the season come to a close. So uh, thanks for being along uh, for this journey, and uh, good night. I want to thank everybody that reviewed the show over on uh, Apple Podcasts. Uh, Cat at the Box says, I can't tell you what this podcast is about, but I love it. Uh, shruggy, shruggy emoji. I was a bit unsure when I listened the first time, but quickly understood this podcast amazing. Changed my inability to sleep drastically. In addition to getting asleep, I no longer lay awake uh, thinking about uh, stuff and uh, physical and mental, you know, things, uh, patterns. I would tell you more about the actual podcast content, but I'm asleep. Uh, thanks. Uh, 12 Spies from Israel says, uh, one of the greatest podcasts of all time. Highly recommended anyone to give it a try. Uh, Buffalo Nick, uh, who was a Nana Cherry fan, because he always in the Buffalo stance. Uh, uh, brilliant and caring. I have no idea why this podcast works. It's just fabulous. Earlier podcasts have a more staccato feel to them, and the later ones are a bit more fluid. Regardless, all work well. Uh, Aaron in Edmonton, for, uh, Canada, says, uh, helped with my insomnia. My year-old has uh, insomnia and won't fall asleep till 2 a.m. We tried everything. And it was surprising that this worked. I always, I've always had trouble too with playing a TV. If someone shut it off, it would wake me up. The ability to switch over to listening to this and no longer have a TV on. I love how weird the podcast is to laugh and fall asleep. Uh, Celine in BC in Canada. I'm not sure. If, I don't think this is Celine Dion. Though that'd be pretty sweet. Uh, uh, podcast has become Pavlovian to me. I'm out by the time the opening music plays. It's science. Mm, 62. 
amazing. It sends me straight to sleep uh, and uh, really enjoy it. Uh, Jennifer uh, says, finally falling asleep. Uh, we got this from the MFM, uh, lovely ladies. Don't remember any episodes. Uh, I can't remember much. Uh, I used it multiple times and uh, started falling asleep to sleep with me, and I barely wake up. Love this podcast. Uh, Joe says, uh, Get Bessos is my all time favorite. Uh, podcast helped me for so long, I can't imagine what I'd do without it. Insomnia, sometimes up until two, sometimes till four. But when I can't sleep, Scooter's voice gives me something to focus on and feel less alone. And it can help with my impatience to get to sleep. That's a nice thing. Yeah, I know what that's like. Uh, it gives me something to focus on. I recommend it. Uh, KV from Australia, the best. Uh, helps me not focus on physical pain, waiting for the meds to kick in. Your voice is like an old friend. Uh, Lord be to the SCR, long-time listener since 2014. Uh, with few exceptions, I go to sleep, don't go to sleep without it. Uh, thanks, Scooter. Thanks, Laura. Uh, CB Cam from Canada, Aziz, uh, I fell asleep smiling, rambling, suitable listen, helps quiet my thoughts. And uh, Cater Bear uh, says, uh, I have a weird sweet pa- sleep pattern, and for some reason this odd podcast works, or for some odd reason this podcast works. Uh, deal with depression, it turned to cause me to have trouble sleeping, but in the first 10 minutes of the podcast, I'm out. It's nice because I tend to wake up in the middle of the night and turn the podcast on. And I recommend this for all insomniacs. Tired of pills works so well. I'm thankful I found it. Thanks to all that make the show. And thanks to you, Cater Bear. And thanks to everybody for reviewing the show on Apple Podcasts. Good night.